हेलो 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 एंड वेलकम टू द लास्ट एपिसोड व्हिच इज एपिसोड 10 ऑफ आर यू बोर्ड येट अ पॉडकास्ट अबाउट अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स बट एसेंशियली पॉप कल्चर एंड मीडिया दैट वी कंज्यूम एंड टुडेस टॉपिक एक्चुअली इज समथिंग दैट इज वेरी नियर एंड डियर टू बोथ ऑफ अस वी विल ऑफ कोर्स बी डिस्कसिंग द वर्क्स ऑफ राइटर कॉमेडियन डायरेक्टर and all of those multi hyphenate things uh bo burnham and um who has kind of just shot back into the limelight after just sort of being on uh kind of hiatus from comedy for the last 5 years and uh, his new special inside just uh, dropped on netflix and has been getting insane reviews so akshansh uh, have you watched inside Yeah, I, I did watch it uh, inside uh, over the course of this weekend twice. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I did that, but I did. I'm not sure why you would do it either. Yeah, I, I mean, I did it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then also to clarify, this is going to be the last episode of our first season. We will be shortly back uh, with with like a second season, hopefully soon. Uh, with and, some uh, more content. yeah with some more content as as bobonum likes to put it and uh, yeah let's let's do I, i would say a chronological approach here although bobonum is not one who believes in chron- chronology of any sorts really like he does not believe in segues of any sort but but we'll try to we'll try to uh, do, look at his work from from a chronological perspective to see how he has come uh, of age as an artist and as a as a person mhm so he actually basically started off on youtube he's one of the internet's early uh, viral stars i would say he started off, he started off making these uh, funny sort of offensive uh, songs on youtube mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of just blew up from there he's he's been around and i think his relationship with the internet and fame is uh, something that he has started uh, talking about and making uh, making jokes making songs and uh, just uh, discussing uh, in depth in general over over the last few years of his career yeah yeah he 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 was an internet child um he started out with youtube and uh, i guess that's the reason why he is able to talk about its effect on our psyche with with such precision because mm-hmm. he he was you know he came from that he has lived through it yeah and yeah, uh, yeah. as as bane from uh, the dark knight returns would say he was born in the internet molded by it <laughs> yeah he he was and uh, he's done i think he also sort of looks back on it and cringes cuz i was i was reading uh, this article about how on every talk show when when they play his old clips he's not very comfortable not that he's very comfortable in public in general he has uh, he has come out and said that he does have issues with anxiety and panic attacks but uh, yeah it's i mean but he has definitely grown as an artist he he has become more mature he realizes some of the stuff that he has done in the past is not i guess ideally um something that is uh, that is um, you know politically correct it hasn't aged well i would say some of his stuff and yeah. he's he's faced criticisms about uh, say being homophobic just because he uses uh, the f word yeah. in a few of his uh, things 
Yeah. Uh, but having said this, Bo Burnham as a human does not strike me as the kind of guy who would be, uh, you know, homophobic. It's just that Absolutely his, not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just misinformation, misinformed rather, uh, that, that he was at that age and now he's trying to be better. And I think there's a song in Inside, and we'll get to Inside, I guess, in, in a while because we want to analyze some of his earlier work. But there's a song in Inside where he is almost asking for forgiveness for the stuff that he has done earlier that that he didn't really Mm -hmm. know better about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, since we were going in a chronological order, I'd like to bring us uh, back back on track. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about... uh, I don't think either of us has watched Words, 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 but uh, I think that was his first special. It came out in 2010, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, I think it was just more of uh, the same kind of absurd, irreverent humor that yeah. made him famous on YouTube. Yeah. So we're not really going to go too deep into that because um, our goal is more of the uh, late works of Bo Burnham, I want to say, because he's been around <laughs> for so long. And yeah, yeah. I think we can classify it as such. Um, so let's look at his second special, What, first. And yeah. Akshansh, what are your thoughts? Um, I-, I love What. It was the second... Bo Burnham stand-up that I watched uh, on Netflix. Uh, and mm-hmm. apparently he's only 22 years old in that, which is amazing yeah. because he is so freaking talented. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, and uh, it, it, the Netflix special is uh, shot in uh, San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. Just speaking to the energy of the show, it's, it's very chaotic as most of his shows are. Uh, there's... Uh, no, you know, there, there, there are no seamless segues. He, he does not give a fuck about like process flow. And then there's, there's this almost disruptive energy that, uh, that makes it such a, such a fun watch. Uh, there are mm-hmm. random poems about, uh, pedophilic frogs. There's a bunch of jokes about how his dad is not happy with the kind of man he's turned out to be mm-hmm. and how, he, or, and, or how he's not proud of his comedy so it's it's a lot of self-deprecating humor as well um mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's 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 nice I, i'll get to the parts i like about that show you know in a second here but uh yeah going back to you on my what what you know what did you like about what the the show i think uh i i've, I've looked at his specials and sort of uh, you can kind of classify them as like uh, absurdist and uh, sort of postmodern and meta. Yeah. This is where you can see him starting to become more uh, postmodern and more meta, just analyzing uh, the relationship of, say, a performer with the audience. And he's just starting to get into that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the most important uh, thing that I took away from it. Uh, he recognizes his role as someone who's like, used this uh, absurdist kind of humor it's kind of cringe comedy, um, offensive humor. And uh, he's you sort of see him starting to uh, come to terms with it that maybe uh, I'm a part of the problem. Yeah. And yeah. you see more of this uh, in his later specials as well. Yeah. I think this, uh, you can actually pretty much see his growth as an artist and performer over the course of his specials. And I think that's that's very fascinating. Yeah, you, you can. You're, you're very you're very right. Uh, there is, uh, uh, I mean, we're talking about what, but and, and eventually when we get to talking about make happy or inside, you see the progression in, in his comedic tropes and you see how mature he has become over time. Uh, 
Uh, mm-hmm. But going back to some of the silly stuff in, in what uh, I remember when uh, towards the end of the show, he's uh, poking fun at these uh, meat and potatoes kind of comedians who, who just, you know, give you a sort of a limerick or some incident from real life that's supposed to be funny. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, people have criticized me for not doing that. As you said, Amai, his, his comedy borders more on absurdism. So he's like, you know what, I'm going to try to... Uh, connect with people with this overarching glue of comedy as he puts it uh, in Mm -hmm. in the show so he's like he ends up saying some of the most ridiculous stuff after that he's like uh, sometimes just to make myself feel special and more connected to the people you know to help out with uh, becoming like a comedian of the people I Mm -hmm. I say very unique things like yo check out this Amish website (laughs) 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 and and there's another one which I don't think I'll ever forget he's like yo uh, my life is about three things and three things only Uh, it's about uh, getting money getting pussy and the Dewey Decimal System (laughs) 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 so yeah it's it's a lot of just really wacky absurd just just ridiculous sense of humor that that uh, seeps in into that special um i also like uh, this part about um, him poking fun at the music industry for mm-hmm. commercializing uh, mu- love songs uh, you know which have been written the same way with the same four chords for a generation so uh, mm-hmm. and then Are you talking about repeat stuff yeah i'm talking about repeat stuff which is you it's so cringy just to listen to and it's, it's just so catchy at the same time. It's it's nice. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess since we are talking about Bo as an artist uh, as well, um, just as a little bit of a profile for him, um, he has, I think, a manic, almost chaotic streak to his stand-up. Uh, also a depressive mm-hmm. streak, if, if I could say that. There is a hint of depression somewhere in there, if not full-blown depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there was innocence in the what special, but uh, I feel like over time, uh, that innocence has sort of like faded. He's sort of become more and more jaded as time has gone on, I feel. Yeah, yeah. And it has a lot to do with that self-awareness that you spoke of, Amai. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's so self-aware that like even if he, is, he sees, uh, like even if he wonders... Like, and even if there is a sense of innocence, it's almost like feigned. It's not true. Because mm-hmm. it's like super self-aware all the time about everything and about himself and his, his brand of humor. It's almost crippling at one point. And I yeah. feel like that's what uh, some of us relate to. Yeah, you do. Like it's a lot of internalization and uh, and just saying the same things over and over again in different ways. But yeah, moving on to maybe like other stuff that, that he's done, some lighter stuff now, the same mm-hmm. year. When he was 22 years old and this talented, he did uh, Zach Stone is going to be or is going to be famous. Going right? to be famous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm not sure where you can stream the whole thing, but uh, I watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's more of his relationship with himself as an artist. And I feel like it's pretty, I feel it's autobiographical. And I was watching interviews <laughs> of him talking about it. Yeah. Um, so the show basically follows this uh, teenager called Zach Stone. Mm-hmm. who's sort of this uh, auto- autobiographical version of uh, Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Um, he saves money to go to college, but then uh, he blows that whole uh, fund that he has generated for himself yeah. only to hire uh, record a, a camera crew to follow him around. 
to sort of document uh, his pre-fame days, yeah. which uh, which I guess uh, listeners can uh, put together from the title of the show, which is Zach Stone is going to be famous. Mm-hmm. So he knows he is going to be famous. He is that arrogant. He is that cocky. He has that uh, almost uh, manic desire to put himself in front of uh, people to perform yeah. and yeah. just uh, have all the attention on him at all times yeah uh, i remember that so so you shared the link for the first episode on youtube with me yesterday and i ended mm-hmm. up watching it and i remember the part where he goes to the funeral <laughs> and starts talking about himself oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's a fun watch uh, even i don't know where to stream the whole thing i'm sure there are outlets where you could do this but i feel like i'm going to be watching or trying to find sources to stream this and i'm going to be finishing uh, the first season I, I think there's only one season right yeah i think it got cancelled after one season yeah um yeah and uh, a little more about the show um it's pretty funny but it's also very meta and also a look at uh, reality tv in general and uh, mm-hmm. how manufactured things are there's a scene where uh, he is at the table he's at the dinner table with his family mm-hmm. and uh instead of having any kind of real moments he's just trying to sort of get the perfect delivery of his line yeah. and once once he says it right um he's like yes i nailed it and everyone <laughs> else is looking at him like what what is wrong with this guy uh yeah and it's i feel it's 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 so meta because a lot of that control that 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 he you know that his character Zach Stone exhibits on that show a lot of that control is what he seeks on his stand up specials as well mm-hmm. like everything is so meticulously planned out right like everything has to go according to what he is set out to do yeah um yeah so maybe it's time to now move on and and uh, discuss uh, his other stuff like uh, make happy mm-hmm. which he made uh, 3 years after what and Zach Stone i i think he was uh, 25 a, yeah 25 uh, because uh, there's there's a song that has that specific mention in it oh okay uh, and again it's very musical very yeah. whimsical but also this time you can tell he's trying to actually prove a point about mm-hmm. uh, the vapidity of celebrity culture in general and uh, also makes a lot of fun of the music industry again yeah um one of my favorite songs from this particular special is can uh, i Can I guess? Yeah, for sure. Is it the uh, is it the uh, stadium rock the country one? It is indeed the country yes. song, and <laughs> he sort of <laughs> he deconstructs just uh, what goes into making a country song. Yeah, and uh, you can you can pretty much understand that. Okay, this is uh, this is sort of like a mishmash of tropes that uh, people yeah. who listen to country music like and yeah he he sort of lifts that curtain of uh, everyone being in on it that okay this is this is a genre and yeah. they sort of like uh play on those feelings yeah yeah no he he and and he makes the distinction between like old country like uh, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton and and all the other good stuff Kenny Rogers maybe and and the new country the contemporary country which is mostly mm-hmm. like the stadium rock and you're playing nonsense lyrics at at, at a massive crowd and uh, yeah it's pretty funny how how he ends up deconstructing that whole thing he also deconstructs i, I guess the uh, the uh, 
what he calls the beat fetishism in in, in mm-hmm. the hip hop industry where he's like uh, you know nowadays there's no like lyrical quality to hip hop songs gone are the days of like uh, i mean he does say that kendrick lamar is probably one exception but uh, he ends up criticizing uh, that industry for just like giving into like maybe just just producing like you know dope music instead of just based on beats rather than having any sort of yeah um real meat to it i would say and any yeah. uh, interesting lyricism uh yeah and i make happy for me is is the first thing that i watched by bo burnham mm-hmm. and uh, i absolutely loved it i i watched it at least 25 30 times at this point <laughs> uh, i i know very well how many times you've watched it yeah yeah <laughs> it, it the number could be higher but let's not get into that it's it's somewhere in the ballpark of 50 60 i would say for the audience let's just say i've watched it 25 to 30 times at this point it's uh, pretty pretty solid i think it's one of the best stand up specials that i've seen ever mm-hmm. um and it's pretty raw towards the end there's this whole song about how bo wants to you know talk about more serious stuff and engage with the audience about more serious stuff uh, mm-hmm. in his writing but then he's like that's not how everyone says comedy should be done so there's like a disconnect there and then he instead uh, instead ends up joking about uh, how he cannot fit his hands inside a pringles can <laughs> yeah he again uh, subverts that real moment with more more absurdism and uh, yeah. uh just uh, again makes it flippant and yeah. he he gets very raw and i guess that's his way of like pulling uh, the special out and making it comedy again and that's something yeah. you increasingly see towards uh the end of the special and even in his next special which we'll talk about later but uh he they sort of stop being comedy and they're just specials at that point yeah. because it gets very philosophical it gets very real He yeah. sort of explores the relationship between artist and audience. At mm-hmm. one point he he makes uh he makes the stage uh, crew turn up the lights all the way and uh, yeah. makes the audience look at themselves and it, it's sort of a reckoning of us as an audience and how we make celebrities who they are and whether they're really worth this much attention and all the all the accolades that we give them and it's it's a very raw moment and i think it's it's something only someone who has uh been born of the internet and uh, given this kind of power just at a very young age can understand and come to terms with and explain to us as well again as an audience that uh maybe we shouldn't be doing all this yeah and uh, we should just be more responsible with our uh, our affection i would say and uh, our adulation he makes a good case for how how weird it's become with social media and how people are just performing for each other all the time mm-hmm. and then having said that towards the very end of the show uh, like the final final thing he he ends up recording in the same room there's there's this snippet of him recording in the same room where he would shoot inside four years later Mm-hmm. and uh, that also is super super raw like he t- he almost talks directly to the audience although there is no audience at that point is just him in the room alone mm-hmm. um about how now they're going back to a fundamentally unfunny world which is what he started out the special with he starts out mm-hmm. by saying that we live in a fundamentally unfunny world 
and uh, now what do they do like after the show like are they happy if they're not do they linger around and try to find what makes them happy and and if mm-hmm. the question of whether someone is happy if that question even applies to him like bo himself mm-hmm. it gets super meta <laughs> and uh, it gets very very real uh, as as the youths would say and mm-hmm. uh, i think it's that honesty that sort of awareness to introspect that makes him so special as as a, as a artist i wouldn't even call him a comedian at this point yeah he sort of transcended that uh, that brand of comedian at this point i would yeah. say yeah he's a performer definitely is and then you see that he's matured a lot in in this special and and then you're not surprised when you see that two years later and i think uh, bo would not like this because this is a seamless segue but never mind uh, two years later <laughs> we end up going uh, to watch 8th grade uh, release uh, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere and uh, that is an amazing movie that he directs with a very young actor at him um mm-hmm. i think her name was lz fisher if i'm not mistaken yeah she she tweeted recently about uh, how uh, she's been getting messages from fans um like saying how good bo's special was as if uh, she's bo's manager or something she's <laughs> like don't uh, i'm not uh, i'm not uh, hating it but i'm not his manager but i'm glad i'm glad it's doing so well <laughs> yeah yeah uh, speaking a more um uh you know in in depth about the movie i i don't think i've ever seen a movie better capture like the uncertainties of what it means to be a teenager in the age of facebook instagram twitter and all of the other good stuff um mm-hmm. i i am guessing is it is the good stuff though I mean that was obviously sarcastic but yeah uh, uh-huh. uh, I I think Bo took a lot of the inspiration from his own life since as we have mm-hmm. discussed time and time again like he is uh, one from the internet he was molded by it um mm-hmm. it it and you said right Zack Stone was autobiographical in a way I feel like this is definitely autobiographical in in so many ways for Bo um mm-hmm. and then he is able to capture like the pressure that kids are under to be able to 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 be socially relevant all the time especially mm-hmm. when their hormones are like freaking all over the place so it's uh, it's a sh- it can it can wreak havoc with your uh, self image and things like that especially when you see uh, all these instagram models yeah just posting all these perfect and more often than not photoshopped pictures of themselves yeah living this uh, perfect life i would say not uh, not talking at all about the negative sides of life and just making it a highlights reel for uh, the happy moments in your life without without ever really mentioning the bad ones and yeah. i feel like that that can really affect uh, young people poorly psychologically speaking yeah, yeah. it does right because all you see is people having fun all the time everything going right for them and the moment something goes wrong for you you're like oh this shouldn't be happening <laughs> yeah this isn't uh, real and uh, there there is uh, also uh, a disconnect in i guess the film industry especially in north america where they try to just portray teenagers as, as these party having crazy animals like in project x or super bad but uh, mm-hmm. Bo's uh, movie. I mean, is... Superbad doesn't portray it that way because it kind of subverts that again. But let's talk about that some other time. I, I guess, but the extent to which it dives into the the uncertainties and and the maybe 
the loss of innocence themes is is not it's these things are not really done with with movies that come out of big studios and i think that's what mm-hmm. bo was trying to almost tackle with this movie i don't know if he was but it does end up becoming an an uh, an antithetical approach to to what's been happening so far um, mm-hmm. it's it, it focuses more on on the on the person uh, going through these uncertain stages in life and how 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 much pressure they face to be you know looking okay all the time to be to be reaching out to thousands of people uh, at a time to be posting the right stuff to be getting those likes comments uh, but yeah that serotonin boost that that rush yeah yeah i i think if i had to compare it to a movie that i really love I would compare mm-hmm. it to The Virgin Suicides by Sofia Coppola and if anyone knows me they know how much I love Sofia Coppola and her work mm-hmm. and how much I love admire and respect her as a director so this is the closest it gets to The Virgin Suicides and then by the way if you haven't checked out Virgin Suicides please do it's an amazing movie it's a little depressing it's a whole lot of depressing it has the word suicides in the title yeah so be prepared <laughs> and version well <laughs> 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 yeah sad on sad on both counts so and uh, yeah so i i think it's a great movie it's 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 on amazon prime right still i am not sure i will have to look into that yeah let's let's we will post uh, um, some uh, sort of description of where you can find all of this stuff with the episode uh, details so you, you guys can check it out there mm-hmm. yeah and i i think this is i guess a good jumping off point to um promising young women i think it's just promising young woman it's just one woman oh it's one woman oh damn this see this yeah. is why i need to watch the movie because i still haven't watched the movie you really should it's yeah. it's 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 definitely a wild ride and people have been comparing it recently to these uh i mean there's this sort of brand of movies like joker you would say where people just sort of go off the rails from society yeah. and just start messing shit up for mm-hmm. other people and I personally don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um she does do a bunch of things in the movie um uh, that are as the kids would call it sus. Yeah. Um but uh, I think she has a pretty traumatic experience and that drives her there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh unlike portraying men as such victims, I think in this case it is very justified her reaction yeah and uh speaking a little to bo's involvement in this movie mm-hmm. um he plays this guy who she dates for a little while mm-hmm. and uh everything seems okay but uh at one point in the movie she finds out that he was a part of that traumatic event which sort of um made her this uh this disillusioned with uh, everything in the world and sort of uh sent her down this path yeah of destruction and uh Bo's great in the movie he plays this uh, sweet guy but uh it it's it's also kind of a reflection on how people who stay quiet when bad things are happening are maybe not as innocent as uh they portray themselves to be and yeah. that's kind of his role in the movie I see I see does he get killed <laughs> I think that's a spoiler he, but yeah I'm not I'm not going to go into that because I would like more people to watch the movie and uh, I I recommend the movie yeah mm-hmm. I I need to watch it too I, I'll catch up soon um yeah and uh 
I guess for me, there are four reasons I should watch it. Not just Poe. It's Carrie Mulligan. It's Adam Brody. It's it's Annie from Community. She's in the movie, right? Alison Brie. There's a lot. The cast is pretty stacked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It also has uh, Schmidt from uh, New Girl in it. Hey, damn, nice. Forget yeah. his name, but yeah, good. That that's a fun cast. Max, Max something. I see. I see. Um, but yeah, and this brings us to what everyone has been raving about for um, the last week or so the comedy or the not so comedic special inside which was released uh, i guess last last week or last week um, and i don't really know where to start with inside to be honest with you i i just don't know um, maybe you could i can i can start yeah <laughs> so uh, inside is I, again i i agree completely with your statement that it's not a comedy special it's just a netflix special yeah um again bo uh, it's it's sort of like he was forced to make this just because of being stuck at his uh house during the pandemic yeah um some of the bits are you can tell there's been takes and retakes and he's picked the most emotionally resonant take yeah. but that's fine i think uh, i think he can he can pull this off just because of his uh history with doing things like this with analyzing art analyzing himself just constantly poking fun at himself and his privilege and yeah. uh being in the position that he is as a comedian and uh he does this brilliantly mm-hmm. the first half of the special is super funny the second half not so much <laughs> it's just really real very introspective very philosophical yeah there are clips in between and uh so he shot this on his own over the course of one year shot it edited it lit it himself played the music composed the music directed it everything was done on his own mm-hmm. of course he has access to a lot of gear that say you and i don't have because of netflix and he basically made it i think as a way to stay sane during the pandemic yeah and uh it kind of devolves and you look at there are sort of like uh clips in between where he's uh, examining how long this is going to take what he's going to do when he's done yeah and it's kind of like uh, it reminded me of the movie castaway with tom hanks um he's just talking to himself he's making notes about being stranded on this island yeah and um yeah it uh, i think it resonates a lot with a uh, all of us because um he mentions at one point that uh he's been away from the limelight for a while he hasn't been performing comedy yeah. he's been directing things he's been writing things but he hasn't been performing so much and uh, he says in jan 2020 he was going to get back into performing and he was doing well mentally the reason he'd stopped was that he was having severe uh anxiety and panic attacks mm-hmm. on stage which presumably is not a nice place to have them <laughs> yeah and um he was getting better he took time off to focus on his mental health to get better and he mentions that he was getting better but then this whole thing happened and he sort of uh, regressed and spiraled back into that state and this was just his way of staying sane yeah uh it's it's a lot inside is not something you you can just watch and forget um uh, it's it's like it's like a fever dream like it's it's a brilliant scary funny poignant fever dream mm-hmm. uh 
I I loved everything about it. There's nothing not to love. Uh, but I feel that it's a good thing that it did not release early this year, maybe last year. Because I don't think a lot of us, myself included, would have been able to take that while we were stuck in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I have to drop parallels like you drew to Castaway, um, I think Inside is to comedy or stand-up or specials, whatever you want to call it. Inside is this to that what maybe Requiem for a Dream is to movies. Like you, and let, let mm-hmm. me tell you what I mean by that. Like you can watch Requiem once and you will love it mm-hmm. and love it to the point that you'll think that this is great cinema and it is. But I don't think you can probably keep watching it over and over again. And I think the mm-hmm. same thing happens with Inside where you watch it. It is very real and it makes you feel things, but you don't want to be feeling those things all the time. Uh, continuously right or consistently so yeah it's funny that you mentioned that uh, and uh, especially because i was just reading this article before we started recording and uh, the title of the article is uh, bo burnham's netflix special is the best comedy show i never want to see again <laughs> and uh, i completely agree with that and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all I had to say. You can carry on. That's a smart, intelligent take on on not uh, viewing it multiple times. I'm frankly very surprised uh, by my ability to watch it a second time, but I don't think I'll be able to watch it for a while now. Um, uh, I think we can sort of go back to some lighter stuff and talk about. Yeah, let's nice talk stuff. about some of the songs in the show, some of the funny songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guess I can start with the first one. Uh, I, I love FaceTime with uh, my mom. <laughs> it was really. <laughs> It's really funny. You know, he starts shouting at his mother, although you don't hear it. But in the background, you see with the with the panels that he has on 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 the screen, you see him shouting at his mother, trying to explain to her to move her thumb from away from the camera so she, she, he can see her. <laughs> it's just it's just relatable. It's yeah. very relatable. What about you, Amai? Which which songs did you like? I I actually really liked uh, White Woman's Instagram, especially because of the technical expertise that went into making it and. Uh, yeah, he's 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 done it so well, shooting this on his own, creating the yeah. sets, and uh, he talks. He says, uh, "Is this heaven or is this a white woman's Instagram?" Because <laughs> it, it, it talks about this whole aesthetic of like presenting everything as clean and uh, following a color scheme and just uh, curating it really well. So it's yeah, uh, it fits in with the rest of the aesthetic. And he does this. He shoots this himself. Um, he creates those kind of pictures in that tiny room. Yeah. Well, not tiny, in that room. Um, and it, it, it's amazing. He he basically generates the whole Instagram feed and mocks it and creates a brilliant satire about it in all in one song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Uh, for me personally, I, I just loved his costume changes in that. <laughs> they were amazing. Uh-huh. At one point, he is in white overalls, which is like peak Bobon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite nice. I, I also like the... Uh, okay, so this, I think, I guess we'll regress to the sadder parts of the show, but... Uh, we can do that in a bit. Let's talk about another couple of happy songs before we do that. Well, this is not a song, but I think he does this bit in the middle about um, how brands are... <laughs> 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 uh, like, how, how they have to be uh, in this day and age with this social reckoning, as he calls it, happening all mm. around us and, and how brands cannot stay out of the conversation. And he is acting, he, he 
presumes the the persona of a of a of a social marketer or some some something like like a brand marketer or something and that that and it it seems like he's having an interview with himself right and it's yep. it's really really funny <laughs> one of the one of the most uh, incisive pieces of like brand management in the current age that i've seen and in the comedy around it it's pretty nice it was a really good bit another bit i really liked was the streamer reacts bit where yeah. it, it gets very recursive and very circular yeah. and i think that's him reacting to his own videos and uh, we see him do that a couple of times over the course of the special as well just yeah. watching his old clips yeah. and it gets very recursive very meta very circular yeah. which is something uh, somewhat of a theme of bo burnham's uh, career in general it's uh, it sort of evolves outwards and then into itself mm-hmm. and keeps doing that indefinitely i think and i think that uh, there is uh, uh... This this game, I think he's doing a Twitch stream. Uh, yeah, some, yeah. Some, somewhere in the in the show where he is uh, That's reacting. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. No, wait. I thought you were talking about the uh, react video where he's reacting to a video of himself, then reacting to that video of reacting to the video of himself. Oh yeah, there's another one with the Twitch stream. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. So the Twitch one is where he is playing this. Uh, uh, indie game where he's acting obviously as himself and there's only a couple of options really you can play the piano you can uh, try to open the door which will open or, or you could cry and there's one more that I forget but I don't think it's consequential um, and you can sit up and stand and walk around I guess and sit down again and stuff like that so <laughs> that's pretty funny and then I really like the 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 circular nature that you said of, of the uh, YouTube uh, or rather what the react video which mm-hmm. is I guess a uh, crystallization of of all the meta humor that that he that he tries to put mm-hmm. yeah pretty nice yep there's also a fun little song about sexting and uh <laughs> i really enjoyed that it was uh it was nice i love the uh emojis uh, splattered all across his face yeah it's a very interesting uh, visual choices made in yeah. <laughs> over the course of the whole special <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Another thing I really enjoyed and uh this yeah. goes I guess we can start looking at the more disp- depressing parts of the special again now if that's okay with you. Yeah. Um always always game, yeah. Um his song Welcome to the Internet which I think really is amazing and uh we've we've seen him talk about all the other things in the special a little bit before in some different aspects maybe in different ways but this was something that is sort of the crescendo of this special it's the yeah. highest high of the special and he analyzes what the internet has become and what it used to be as one of its uh, early stars having been given mm-hmm. everything he has because of the internet because of youtube because of blowing up in fame and uh, he sort of asks us to come to a reckoning if this is okay and uh, yeah. i have been listening to the song on repeat every day at least a couple of times it's at the top of my youtube recommendation it keeps coming up <laughs> and i believe he's just added the whole album for for uh, inside on spotify yeah and yeah. Uh, i was just listening to some of it uh, for research for this episode and yeah uh, i feel like that is probably the most uh, most he has to say in anything he's ever made and he's had yeah. a lot to say in the past yeah yeah 
that was that was a very detailed song about internet and what what it means in in today's world um i'm biased towards this one song it's it's not even like a full-fledged song it's like a one minute nine seconds thing Mm -hmm. Uh, still like sing song and everything but uh it's called look who's inside again Mm -hmm. and uh that one was yeah as raw as it as it comes pretty much Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) I've been listening to it for a while now because A, it gets stuck in your head because he's pretty catchy <laughs> and B, it is, uh, it resonates quite well, actually. It does. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. He writes really well. He's good with poetry. He's good with words. He's not just a good musician. He's also, um, he's just a good overall artist. Like he, he has good production and everything. And yeah, it's. It, it was a fun special special to watch. Again, I'm not going to call it a, a stand-up or whatever, but yeah, it, it takes, it starts off fun, as you said, Amay. It, it devolves into something which is quite real and then tries to make you look inside of you to see how you've been doing so far and how you will be doing after this. And I don't think it's it's a very easy watch that that last 30 to 40 minutes it definitely isn't and towards the end you can you can tell that he's tired he's jaded there's there's a lot of shots of uh his uh recording room being all messy everything's it's just wires strewn all over the place yeah everything is just an absolute mess he's growing increasingly disheveled looking he's growing his beard his hair is getting longer he hasn't bothered shaving he yeah. He's just he just looks exhausted and after a point uh coming towards the end of the show uh in the song All Eyes on Me which is just pretty heavy and uh he again uh talks about wanting so much attention but also being afraid of it because yeah. of his anxiety and uh these things also with his relationship as an artist to the audience mm-hmm. um and uh, he sort of grapples with being done with the special and he doesn't know what to do anymore so he so you can pretty much tell he has poured over every single take with like a microscope and uh picked out the best one for each scenario and uh he's really really put in the work on the special and it it took him over a year to do everything on his own and you can really tell that yeah it it is frankly a little troubling to imagine what his state of mind was at at the moments that he wrote this material but i'm personally hoping that for the sake of his health as an artist that the art is not too much like real life if if you catch mm-hmm. my drift because mm-hmm. uh, he he's a great artist and, and i think we obviously would be lucky to have him around and contributing uh, more to this space for the next 20 30 years or, or till whenever he feels you know Mm-hmm. comfortable to to keep going on yeah like you said i think we're extremely lucky to be uh, alive in the time that he is active yeah. and performing and doing things yeah and um yeah he did recently post a picture to his socials uh, where he's outside and outside in the sunny uh world That's... it's just a picture of half his face and uh just a clear sky behind him and it was nice uh you can tell he's. He, he, we hope he's doing better because we do yeah. like him as a person yeah. as well. At least, yeah. at least we think we do from yeah. what we know about him from his art. So yeah. yeah, we wish him the best. Yeah, yeah, we we do, we do, and I and I hope. Uh, like I was thinking about this, like what's next for Bobo and right? Like I'm mm-hmm. sure he has plans, but if I was, let's say, <laughs> I wasn't LZ Fisher, but if I was his manager, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in some respect, then. Um, 
I mean, all of the stuff he's done so far is impeccable. Like, it's truly something unique. Um, a lot of it has to do with the internet, you know, considering where he, where he got his roots. And, and uh, a lot of it has to do with, as you said, the, perform, the performer audience dynamics or, or like meta comedy. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I would love to see him do is also like maybe touch upon other stuff that that he's all that he's just like briefly mentioned in the yeah he sort of but... flirted with a few things but not yeah. uh, really yeah. gone into it. Uh, if if there is any criticism about this special, it is that I would yeah. say yeah um, he's sort of uh, going down roads that he has gone down before yeah um, there is new content but. Um, I think that's his discretion. He wants to make the special he wants to make. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who's going to say, I don't like it because it was this way and it wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I completely agree with you on that count that I would like to see him do more, uh, branch out a little more. Um, yeah. We've also seen his career sort of evolve from this. Uh, it, it has clear, distinct stages. There's this absurd musical comedy stage, offensive humor, and then he sort of moved into this postmodern stage where he's like, art is dead. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. This sort yeah, of nihilistic yeah. stage. And you see him move past that in his next specials where he gets more postmodern. He analyzes these relationships between artist and uh, audience. And uh, towards the end of, I think, Make Happy, you see him go more uh, post postmodern. I want to say he doesn't uh, drop postmodernism. He goes post postmodern, post postmodern, and looks <laughs> at uh, becoming sincere again, and about actually saying something, about feeling things, about love, and uh, I think that is a very, very good uh, career path for any artist to mm-hmm. just sort of have in terms of the content and their uh, their relationship with what they want to make. Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking about it. You know what, like. You have also read this book, A Horse Walks Into a Bar. Yep. I feel like he's going to do a great job if he's able to adapt that book because it feels like his his brand of humor is very consistent with the guy who who was who on the stage in, in that book who's, who's talking about his life and, you know, how he doesn't want to conform to what the audience wants out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I read the book on Goodreads, I put up this review that said, like, you know, someone get this book to, like, Noah Baumbach. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the director for uh, I think marriage, marriage story, story yeah. and uh, other lighter stuff, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then and maybe you know Hawking Phoenix could could play the lead, but I feel like now if if you somehow get, can get Bo Burnham, did you just Hawk, say Hawk in Phoenix? Hawk and Phoenix, yeah, Hawk and Phoenix, <laughs> okay. um, and Hawk and Phoenix can can get the lead, but uh, <laughs> if if we can somehow get this book to Burnham and and get him interested. I, I feel it'll, it'll be a great adaptation. It, it feels like the kind of stuff he can he can really thrive on. It's a very interesting take. I never, uh, I would never have thought of that. Yeah. I yeah, I, I do agree. Uh, yeah. That book was definitely heavy. Definitely yeah. something I see. Uh, I see flourishing in Burnham's hands and brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess that's that's all we have for Bo Burnham. I think we have deconstructed as as that that's been the word of the day we've deconstructed pretty much his entire shout out anirudh nair <laughs> i wonder if he's gonna be listening in if um, he is listening i want him to know he sucks <laughs> yeah 
and that's how we want to end uh, the 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 end our first season with with a uh, with an insult levy that <laughs> we kidding we love you nair yeah it's fine it's all it's all chill yeah um, any any similar recommendations uh, that you have for people who might have exhausted their bo library already yeah for sure uh, i have a few i would uh, i would highly recommend james acaster and his uh, four specials on netflix um yeah. very funny guy again similar themes of uh coming to terms with mental health um comedy again he also had a uh, history in uh, music he was a part of a band he's written a book about uh some of the greatest hits that came out in a year and uh mm-hmm. yeah his uh, his new special i would say is sort of the perfect foil for make happy it's it's called cold lasagna hate myself 1999 it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> really mean anything but the special is really really good and uh, i highly recommend it mm-hmm. other than that uh, i would also recommend uh the work of maria bamford She's done mm-hmm. a show called Lady Dynamite which is very very funny and Oh yeah I've I've heard of this one I haven't seen it but I've heard of it mm-hmm. yeah. and she also has this uh, special called uh, Weakness is the Brand which I have heard yeah. has similar themes I haven't watched it myself yet but it's very high yeah. up on my uh, watch list right now Nice so uh, I guess for me it would be Mark Mac macro i think that that's how we should be pronouncing his name but his uh, he, i think he has a couple of specials on netflix but the one i watched uh, seemed closest in content and theme to what we are talking about with bo's uh, work uh, works rather it's called end times fun mm-hmm. that, that's also very uh, it sounds depressing it, it it's not depressing it's just like more I, i guess there's more rage in that one as opposed to uh, just sitting back and taking it but uh, it's still connectable you know so that that's nice and and before before we wrap up uh, our first season i'm going to give like a fun fact and and a possible hint to what we are going to talk about at the beginning of season 2 all rolled into one uh did you know amay that uh, bo burnham was on parks and rec i did know that yeah he was uh, the country singer chip mccap what a what a what a brilliant segue akshan bo would have hated you for that <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. He'll never get to know me, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. Um I guess it's multiple thumbs up, multiple high fives, multiple gold stars, multiple yeah, everything yeah. to uh the work of Bo Burnham. Yeah, yeah. And then thank you for everyone who's been listening in to our first season. We cannot wait to bring you the second one.